Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're joined today by our friend Scott. Hi, Scott. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, we are back with another edition of our Bad Movie Nights, where we select a random bad movie and then talk about it. Uh, and so normally when we do this, uh, the show, we have four films and we randomly we have our guest randomly pick from one of them. We actually did that, um, this time. Um, but the way the, the circumstances of the night, we, we did it prior to recording. So, um, Scott, tell, uh, tell the folks listening which movie you picked of, of the four. We, well, I was able to select the 1987 hit. Over the top with starring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we watched Over the Top, and uh, so Ashley, um, you know, first I, I tell you what I should do first is I should give the IMDb synopsis of it. Mm. Uh, tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son. That sounds bad. And triumph <laughs> at the World Arm Wrestling Championships. So that's your that's your very brief plot synopsis. Um, so Ashley, what are your thoughts on this? So I guess over the top is a arm wrestling term, but it's also a good description for this movie because it's over the top in many ways. Um, the acting is over the top. The dialogue is you know so sentimental and sappy at times. Um, <laughs> the arm wrestling scenes are hilarious because I, I found them hilarious anyway, because they, the, uh, the participants are so full of this machismo and it's just, it's like watching, um, um, wrestling match, a professional wrestling match. Cause it's, they're just so over the top. Um, and, and Sylvester Stallone plays this character who, I don't know, he's kind of boneheaded and, and violent and he does things that are so over the top and, I don't know. I guess we're supposed to be rooting for him, though, to win the custody of his child. Um, I don't know. I kind of worry about the child's future by the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The So the big plot point of it is that the grandfather is trying to keep the kid away from his father, who he thinks is a degenerate, <laughs> and that the father is Sylvester Stallone. And he proves him wrong by basically putting his kid behind an 18 wheeler, uh, <laughs> pimping him out for arm wrestling matches at the local arcade and then driving his semi truck through the grandfather's house. Yes. So, um, I don't know that he really proved that he was not the degenerate that the grandfather was saying. Well, another thing was odd, uh, throughout the movie he's the, so Sylvester Stallone has left the mother of this child and throughout the movie, they ask why, and he just says, I have my reasons. And they never, I don't think, ever got around to explaining what had actually happened. There's a scene later in the film where Stallone is talking to Robert, Robert Loja, who is uh, <laughs> the grandfather. And he says something to him like, oh, you were tearing us apart, or something like that. Mm. That's about as much as we get. Yeah. yeah. Was, was arm wrestling a huge spectator sport <laughs> in 1987? I would have been three, so I'm not 100% sure. Well, but I was 11 through most of 1987, and um, I don't remember this being a theme. I mean, there, the, so at the end of the movie, when they have the big, like, it's in Las Vegas, and they have the big arm wrestling championship, mm -hmm. it's treated like a Mike Tyson 
boxing match. Yeah, it's even okay. televised. Yeah. We're watching at the airport. <laughs> yeah. No, I do not remember, you know. In fact, like, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, he, 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 they're, they're at a, a truck stop or something with an arcade, and there's these, like, teenagers playing games, and Stallone actually just basically, if you said, pumps his son out to play or to, uh, to arm wrestle for money. And I was like, I don't remember that happening in, in the 80s at an arcade. <laughs> but yeah. No, this, this movie really introduced me to a world that I was not familiar with, the world of professional arm wrestling. Um, I was just interested in how Stallone's character ever got involved with this wealthy woman and got married and had a kid. That seems like a very improbable relationship. Well, we should mention, so his ex-wife, yeah. I guess, yeah, uh, the one he walked out on. It's played by Susan Blakely. She's in this movie briefly on a hospital bed dying. And she's actually the one that wants her son and Stallone's character to reconnect. So that's what kind of sets them together on this truck driving journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I mean, her, her father is this wealthy industrialist who also kind of looks mobbed up or something. I don't know. I mean, he he has... I mean, it's fine. Wealthy industrialist, fine, whatever. But... He's got these thugs, and he got, like his methods of doing things are very, you know, strong armed. Let's put it that way, intimidating. Right. So I just feel like the story behind how Stallone's character ended up as part of this family is probably a more interesting story than yeah the one we're seeing here. Because <laughs> um, this movie is so predictable. I mean, you know from the very beginning how this is all going to play out. There's no suspense whatsoever when it comes to the. The arm wrestling matches or... Well, it's interesting you say that because at one point, it's a little midway or like a little bit past midway in the movie. Um, This is after, as you mentioned, Scott, like Stallone drives his truck into the grandfather's house and that doesn't go well, as you might imagine. The police arrest (laughs) him and he's in prison. And then um, the grandfather, one of the grandfather's henchmen brings the kid to jail to talk to Stallone they have a very cold kind of meeting, and Stallone agrees. The, 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 the henchman says, hey, if you promise not to pursue custody of your, of your son, we won't press charges. You're free to go. And Stallone's like, okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, I was like, okay, I guess the movie's done. Um, and I, I honestly I was like, I'm not sure where this movie goes from here. Here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought. That in a completely sideways plot twist, I thought that some 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 unknown thugs, people maybe that had a bad business deal with the grandfather, they were going to kidnap the grandson, like some kind of whatever. And then the grandfather, out of desperation, was going to be like, you know, hey, Hawk, I need you. Your son's been kidnapped. My grandson's been kidnapped. Get him back. Do your, Do your Hawk thing arm wrestle them or whatever, you know. <laughs> I thought that was going to be how things kind of restarted, but but no. Oh, and when, I mean, he does lose one of the arm wrestling matches. I guess you have to have that, <laughs> right. that initial loss, but then they just immediately say after it that it's a double elimination tournament, so all of the drama <laughs> from that scene is completely lost. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think... Double eliminate, and I, I don't, you know, this is not a movie you want to really delve into, <laughs> like picking fine points of what is or is not real. But pretty sure double elimination means that you're just competing for third place at that point. I think mm-hmm. you, you, 
single elimination, you would share third place with another person, but in a double elimination tournament that people that don't lose go on and they compete for first and second. And mm-hmm. then everybody that loses then goes on and competes for the third place. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what was happening there, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's probably worth worrying about too much. No, there's also the the location. So you know, the the, the grandson he decides to run away from the grandfather so he can be with his dad, and knows that his dad knows exactly where his dad's at. That his dad's at the arm wrestling championship in Las Vegas. Goes to the hotel, and then somehow gets to the airport. And comes out of the luggage rack uh, or, or the luggage carousel and then gets somehow back to the hotel. I, I didn't quite no, understand. I think, he, I think he left the mansion and went to the airport and then flew to, he flew from LA to Las Vegas and then oh. he got off the plane and got on somehow. I was curious how he managed to get in the, the luggage, <laughs> but he managed to get so he flew to Vegas. I thought he drove to Vegas. No, I think he just drove to the airport. I think oh. this might be a scene that got cut. That maybe a director's cut <laughs> version of Over the Top would uh, be able to explain what exactly happened there and how this 13 year old kid was able to book a flight. But I, I, I am pretty sure that the grandfather left after the kid did. Yeah. On his private plane, managed to get to Las Vegas first check into his hotel, even have a whole scene with Sylvester Stallone before the kid even got there. Yeah. So that was kind of amazing. That was. So the kid, I should say, the kid is David Mendenhall, who I I have to say, so he was about 15 or so when he made this movie. He, he actually, I felt a little bad for him because, I mean, this movie is not great, Mm -hmm. right? But he kind of had to carry some scenes. He's like a (laughs) 15-year-old carrying some of these scenes because he has to get emotional Mm -hmm. and cry and I mean, yeah, he's a he's a child actor doing his best, but he's actually. I mean, I'm I'm going to be straight up here. I think he's a better actor than Sylvester Stallone. Um, and yeah, he 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 did his best there. I thought he was a pretty good child actor. Uh-huh. I was looking at his career. He really hasn't doesn't look like he's done much since 1990. He did some voice work in uh, Transformers the movie. Oh, which one was he? <laughs> uh, some one of the wikis. Daniel, looks like from what I can see here. Uh, yeah, one of the, so one of the humans. Ah. Yeah. Was there? This seems like an '80s movie that they would have made like five unnecessary sequels. <laughs> Is there an over the top too? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, you're right, and and it's like I don't know what what would he be doing? The Stallone character would still be him and the kid. I don't. You could do. You know, a great one for this is Kickboxer. There is the initial kickboxer with Jean Claude Van Damme. Not the not the completely veer off topic, <laughs> but then the next one had the cousin from Step by Step, and he was John Claude Van Damme's character had died, and he was avenging him. So the, the, they often go on that track as well. Or the kid could then be the person who is taking over from the aging dad, and <laughs> I could see a lot of. Direct, I'm shocked if there has not been a sequel, or if there isn't a reboot or a sequel in the pipeline. Well, yeah, no, it makes sense. This was a, this was a really. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a bad movie, right? But it's it's a it's kind of fun. Um, I think the, actually, in my opinion, the the most uninteresting parts of it were when it was trying to be serious. Yeah, and you know, it tried to be dramatic. It tried to make this the story of a of a father and a son and bonding, and 
uh, family drama. I was like, uh, I'm not really here for this. I, I'm, I'm here for the grunting, mm-hmm. which there was excessive amounts of grunting, <laughs> grunting yeah. and uh, the arm wrestling and people sweating for no reason. A lot of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. So he's in his uh, jail cell. And then when the, the grandfather's henchman and, and the grandson come to visit him and he's just standing in a cell drenched in sweat for no reason. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yes, maybe, no, maybe there was a cut scene right. where he had been uh, working out before that. I don't know. Um, yeah, so HBO Max, if you want to get on that uh, director's cut version of Over the Top, it's definitely a lot of questions unanswered about where the sweat's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is directed by Menahem Golan, so like, do a hashtag, re- release the Golan cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's there somewhere. What? So Over the Top, we should say, is a, apparently it's a way of switching your grip mm. in, re- in arm oh, wrestling. That's what he least, did at the very end, yeah. right, to... But makes you wonder if that's the secret technique. Why don't you do that from the very beginning? All the time, of, right? Yeah, <laughs> and in every match. Why do you have to be losing and then do it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like that special move in the Karate Kid. You have to <laughs> save it when you desperately need it. So let me ask you, Scott, because you're a little bit more, I think, athletic than Ashley and I. Um, <laughs> have you ever done like arm wrestling? I mean, like. Drunk with friends and yeah, um, <laughs> so I wouldn't know any technique or anything, and I was never particularly good at it. Well, I've, I mean, I mean, I've again, kind of like you, I've done it once or twice yeah. uh, in, in in stupid party situations. And the thing that was crossing my mind watching this movie is, especially particularly in the um, the championship stuff, which they're doing like round after round of this, is you know, and granted, I'm out of shape, right? But whenever I've done an arm wrestle. Once I've done it, I mean, my arm is shot. I, I can't immediately go back and start doing another one. So I was wondering, like, I, I mean, I guess these folks are just in better shape and they're all muscly. Yeah, you gotta got to imagine by the championship match, their arms are smoked. Yeah. But at least they'd be theoretically equally smoked. Yeah. Unless one of them had a particularly long match. I'll be honest, my my expertise in the sport is not high. Yeah. But, but you, what's your sport you're good in? You, you, well, I'm not good in any of them, but I, I do a little kickboxing and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's, that's right. That's right. They're mostly for fun and for trying to attempting to stay in shape. I'm not uh, winning any uh, world championships any days. <laughs> well, there's, there's some amusing scenes, though, of Sylvester Stallone exercising his arm while driving his truck. Yeah. Oh, right. And there's a, there's a wonderful montage of he and his son exercising. To slow jams. To slow yeah. Jams. In, inappropriate <laughs> 80s saxophone slow jams yeah, it was a little did not fit the scene. But yeah. The movie does have a soundtrack. Hey, thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> because, I mean, uh, let, me, let, me, let me just break down for some folks. You got on the soundtrack. I'm not going to list everything, everybody on here. But you got some Sammy Hagar. You've got Frank Stallone doing the song, <laughs> which I think is... Is, is that uh, Sylvester's brother? Or something? Yeah, it must be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Kim, you got some Kenny Loggins, Asia, and uh, you got Eddie Money. It's a good soundtrack. Know. Good soundtrack. I recognize the Kenny Loggins song. That was actually a hit song. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, this movie is is is, is got a lot going for it, in in not always the best ways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you're right, Ashley. It's predictable, but. 
Sometimes you just want that, right? You want some some trashy '80s, predictable comfort food, and this movie is that, I think. Well, yeah, and you know, the movie wears its heart on its heart on its sleeve, but it's it's a well-meaning film. It, yeah, it, it's a great lay on the couch on a weekend afternoon mm. and just vegetate in front of the screen type movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised I hadn't seen it. This this type of movie is right up my alley. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ashley, what would we give this out of 10? I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll give it a... Uh, I'll give it a 4. How about you, Scott? <laughs> well, so how are we rating this? Is it, uh, like, in the scale of great movies, or is it in the criteria that it exists in? Because, I mean, as an 80s cheesy action movie, I'd give it an 8 or 9. Oh, snap. Uh, I guess I'll say eight just to throw it out there. But, okay. you know, if I'm putting it up against Casablanca, it's, <laughs> it's different. But you have to measure it on what it, where it is. Yeah. Okay, well, this is scored higher than I thought. This is a 5.6 from us. Um, now, it is on the tomato meter. Um, it has on the tomato meter a critic score rotten 30%. You probably expect that, right? Um, 30, 30% of critics liked it. That was it. And then the audience score is a 49%. So the audience score on Tomato Meter is just a little bit below ours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, over the top. Scott, I think you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, and, guys. Yeah. And uh, thank, uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Yeah.